This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, everybody. This is Ruta Lee, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television. Donna Mills will join us in our second hour. Donna Mills, the actress known around the world as Abby Cunningham Ewing on Knott's Landing. Calendar year 2019 marks the 40th anniversary of the premiere of Knott's Landing. We'll ask Donna about that. She also has four new movies coming out, two of which are Christmas-oriented, one of which is the holiday-themed independent film Carol of the Bells. Donna Mills, of course, best known for Knott's Landing, but she also launched a new business venture that is really straight out of Falcon Crest. We'll tell you what we mean by that when Donna Mills joins us in our second hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. Also coming up in our second hour, we will play part two of our interview with film stage and TV actor David Starzik. David Starzik, Richard Casablancas. On Veronica Mars. We hope you'll stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa is with us as we take a look at this week in TV history. Tony's segment, as always, is brought to us by Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly-performing live storytelling ensemble with live performances every Wednesday at the Art Parlor in Valley Village, occasionally other nights of the week at the Art Parlor in Valley Village. For more information, storysalon.com, facebook.com, forward slash story salon donna ordinarily is with it see i've i've got i've got your introduction committed to yeah, memory you have, and now you have that both of us i stumble because donna's not here donna's on assignment I know. and when at the end when i say next time it's gonna <laughs> lack <laughs> what a accidental signature the two of us got going there. it's your it's your thing it's our thing and yeah when i when i do it, it just sounds it it, it, does, it doesn't I, sound the same without. it does not and donna has that voice that is her her signature voice and uh anyway yeah she is she is visiting family in the midwest so we're putting together a few of our our tv history things and and i have to say because you know we we usually do this uh, a couple kind of like production like it is right now we're talking it is late september all the tv shows are doing their halloween episode yes right yeah. if you are driving onto a studio lot you're gonna see people walking outside of sound stages dressed like giant strawberries mm-hmm. or you know because everybody has to be wearing silly costumes for the halloween episode and it and it used to be that you tv shows never did a halloween i mean maybe the monsters but yeah. tv shows well, but now, now that's a standard thing every season every every new show does a halloween or episode. you know it would be a purpose you know like you would have uh, that episode where they go to the haunted house or yeah. like happy days they would have like a halloween party yeah and then there'd be something built around the halloween party but now you have but now every season they do a new yeah, every halloween season episode. Do so. i think uh the original run of Roseanne made that a tradition because they always did a Halloween episode and they were always really well done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think also, you know, TV shows may do uh, a Christmas episode every other year. You know, they, the, the following year, they just repeat that episode. But yeah, no, Halloween. And also, I think uh, Halloween is a, a cultural thing has grown immensely so you could see an episode of superstore where everybody's coming to work in costume mm-hmm. or they what whatever the deal is 
people are expected to go to work in costume. People are expected uh, or, or don't want to have to be in co- You know, yeah, I mean, well, you have I, all of those I, premises. I, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that in many respects, Halloween has been co-opted by adults. Yes, true, very much. It is now an adult thing. It's now an adult uh, thing. And, and, and I forgot The Simpsons every year. And people look, you know, you might not be a weekly Simpsons fan, but you do watch the Halloween episode, yeah, The Treehouse of Terror. Yeah. And that for them, that gives them uh, an ability to do standalone stories and spoofs. And they've done everything from Edgar Allan Poe to spoofing you know the monsters mm-hmm. it's uh and and they always do a really good job with that so you know so you you could see the homages to the twilight zone and the outer limits and and enjoy them and uh, you'll see uh some of the cable channels will have a simpsons halloween episode marathon too so it's great but again you know when when you're working in this type of field you're always going to be ahead of schedule mm-hmm. by the time we get close to halloween everyone's doing the christmas episode absolutely and uh, before they take their hiatus at the end of the year, yeah, usually there's leprechauns everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, or, or at least by va- they're up to Valentine's Day. So you're, you're always ahead of that. And that's kind of what we do. You know, we'll record a, a bunch of this uh, ahead of time. But I do want to point out that at the time that we're recording, it was a couple of days ago that we lost Rick Ocasek. And I thought this was very significant um, because I had already mentioned on my blog that it's the 35th anniversary of the very first MTV Music Awards, and this was a, a big deal. Uh, it was broadcast from Radio City Music Hall. It was hosted by Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. who was right. On, he was on fire with Ghostbusters, yeah, and Bette Miller. Those were the and and I remember the show closed with Ray Parker Jr. You know, singing Ghostbusters was kind of like a big sing along with the audience. Uh, but uh, the music video of the year. Uh, was the cars you might think, <laughs> which you know in 1984. Now you had to be of a certain age, our age, 1984. Uh, I want you to also imagine everybody knew of MTV. Not everybody had MTV. Yeah. Uh, their their ad campaign at this time would have different rock stars like Pat Benatar uh, and Sting. And, well, actually, Sting with the Police, I, I should say, and and all of these people. You know, basically shouting at the camera, going, America, demand your MTV. <laughs> and you would have different close ups of, different, you know, either frantic or sexy, or like Pat Benatar was a little bit more seductive. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember who else was in it. Uh, you had, but you had A listers in the world of rock and roll, and they were all just basically saying those lines, I want my MTV. And they would, this is how a lot of cable companies were, or a lot of channels would advertise. It's like, if you don't have MTV, tell your cable operator, get your cable operator on the phone and say, I want my MTV. And they'd be, you know, really loud. Uh, it was also, at that time, TVs were not in stereo yeah. yet, but they were starting to experiment uh, broadcasting in, t- in stereo, and MTV was the first to do that. And there were wa- ways that you could go... Do I have to speak uh, historically to a place like Radio Shack, <laughs> right? Which I used to work for them back in that we time. We replaced a couple. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, 
Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Two weeks ago, we replayed the segment where we were, uh, 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 you and Donna and I, we said happy birthday to Bob Newhart. And, uh-huh. and I, I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten that you had closed that segment by telling the story of how you met Newhart at, yes, a radio, at radio Shack. Were, yeah, many because in a Bob previous Newhart life. was uh, he was writing and uh, he he had you know a, a PC when th- this was new. This was not something that was a fixture in anybody's home yet. Yeah. And he was very adept at uh, using computers to catalog uh, jokes and, and routines. And uh, he was still doing Newhart and. We had uh, our, the Radio Shack that I worked for was, you know, Radio Shack and Computer Center. <laughs> so you can get your Tandy computer. A, a Tandy Corporation. Uh, yeah. It was a Tandy computer, Tandy uh, Corporation, which uh, was based out of Texas. And uh, I was not computer savvy. There was basically one person in the store that was fluent in computer savviness. And, you know, so I'm, I'm pushing VCRs, batteries... Uh, you know, whatever gadgetry that you could get at, at Radio Shack at the time. Uh, and uh, some, you know, we were all encouraged to spend a little time in the computer center. There was no formal training. You just kind of learned by watching everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but Newhart was kind of expanding and growing and looking for parts and things like that to build up uh, what he had. And keep in mind, you know, what, what was the, there were no hard drives. You had disks and all that. Uh, but you could hook up to your dot matrix yeah. printer. And uh, we had this junk box of pieces. Something would break, but we would still save, the, you know, because you could cannibalize it to repair something mm-hmm. else. And he would be in there, and I said, yeah, you know, I'd bring out the junk box. And he said, oh, I can I, you know, sure, you take that. You know, like, you know, like one particular plug that you could basically snap off of one component. And, and he was very good at the jerry-rigging and all that. And while, you know, we would... You know, he would rummage through there and look at components. You know, very nice, soft-spoken guy. But we would also talk about back at that time period, you could still hear Bob Newhart comedy routines on flights. Yeah. And I would ask him about the routines because I was doing stand-up at the time. In fact, I got in trouble at Radio Shack because (laughs) I would have to leave early to come to the Ice House in Pasadena. You know, to get you, five you, minutes. You, you and Tony, uh, you and Donna recently returned to the Ice House. We did something at the Ice House recently with a friend of ours, Harriet Rose. Um, I was very where, sad. I, I, yeah, I didn't find yeah. out until the very last minute. I was very sad I couldn't gone. Couldn't yeah, go. uh, there's, there's got to be video of it. Some, uh, actually, we, we retold the story because we couldn't record it at the Ice House where we told the story at Story Salon. And then we uh, were going to be doing it again. In a, another venue. But gonna be doing, oh, but not, we'll not be doing area. something at, uh, I think, in Eagle Rock. And that's fu- okay, that's, which is not far from Pasadena. Five, that's fu- Somebody that's... Uh, just just invited us, but it's funny because Donna and I, uh, w- ten plus years ago, we were doing some storytelling together where we would tell the stories in sync, and sometimes it would be a little bit of a he said, she said, yeah. and and we did it on and off, and uh, you know, you did, you did like a Twilight Zone kind of parody where you kind of do that. We we we've done that. One of the we many did... videos you did. Yeah, one of the videos, we, we did that. We, we've also done kind of an homage to the Bickersons. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody was doing a show, and they wanted it to kind of be a, a little bit more, I don't even want to say retro, because if I say retro, people think the 80s. They wanted to do something a little bit more 40s, 50s, <laughs> uh, you know, like a radio variety type show. I think retro depends on the demographic 
Democrat yeah, that you're talking, talking to. to so, yeah. but if I said retro, you know, it's like it, it, that would be like me TV showing the facts of life. Yes. Or you know, say by the bell might be retro to somebody. Yeah. Uh, but they wanted it, you know, more of the '40s, you know, where where people were smoking and drinking cocktails and and uh, and sobriety was optional. Uh, you know, on, on stage. And so they wanted something, you know, of that is like, can you two do something? And so we did something that was more of a, in the, in the vein of the Bickersons, which was, you know, a radio and TV show. Don Amici. Yeah. With Don Amici. Yeah. So it was basically, um, Donna not letting me sleep because there's a spider in the bathroom, but I couldn't kill it. You know, Francis Langhorn. Yes. Yeah. And we were doing that. And, and Donna and I have studied, Nichols and May mm-hmm. and Stiller and Mira and, uh, you know, to try to capture, you know, by modern standards, some of those routines are a little bit, um, oh, what, what would be a, well, definitely. Not, not in uh, compliance with the Me Too movement. Well, it's, yeah. it's a different era. It was a, a definite different and era. And so you have to understand so the context. We were, we were definitely would... trying to capture the spirit of some of that stuff, but... Certainly, you know, we I couldn't do something like Gleason saying one of these days, you know, uh, and and we were, you know, we would practice with stuff like that. It would be okay for her to say something like that to me, but not the other way around. Right. Uh, we, but we but we we were able to. Uh, we told the story of our wedding, which was something. Uh, you know, we've been married twenty six plus years now, and you know, Donna has told the story of our wedding on on different occasions, different pieces of it. But the theme for the show in um, the Ice House was love in Hollywood. And so they asked us, we live in Hollywood, and we've had a, a good run with the marriage so far um, in Hollywood. <laughs> which, you know, I, we don't, I, I can't take it personally when people say, wow, that's a long time. And it's like, it's not a chore to no. be married to, you know. It's, <laughs> but, you know... The, the lifespan of a marriage uh, in in this town and 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 people who work uh, doing what we do doesn't uh, go the distance often. Absolutely, uh, yeah. My parents didn't stay married very long. Um, statistically, you know that would have an impact on me if you if you believe yeah. the experts. Uh, I didn't stay married that long. You didn't stay married that long. And how long were your parents married? Yeah. But uh, yeah, we did the show at the Ice House and it was a lot of fun, but it was, you know, they wanted something a little bit more romantic along with comedic. And so it it was great. And then somebody else asked us to do the same bit over there. So it was kind of fun working with Donna in that capacity. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Tony Figueroa is with us as we take a look at this week in TV history. Donna Allen is on assignment. She'll be back next time. Because I would like to bring up what started this incredible tangent, uh, which, was, is, which, which Rick was that Cars video, uh, which got the award 35 years ago because it was the first music video to use computer graphics. Mm-hmm. And so this was huge. I mean, this was a... And, you know, music videos were new. Uh, 
you know, this was the time, you know, where Madonna was breaking out, Cyndi Lauper was breaking out, and, you know, you, you had a new medium for these musical artists. Uh, but, you know, like Madonna's uh, like a virgin, you would see her in Venice or Lucky Star, she was with a white background. Uh, Cindy Lauper, there'd be like vignettes with girls who just want to have fun or, you know, split screens, kind of a Brady Bunch thing, you know, the girls, you know, but this was, and yeah, Michael Jackson was already breaking ground with that, but this was the first one that was using all these computer graphics. So not, first of all, it is a fun song. It is a, a great mm -hmm. song. Uh, it is something that you, you'd want to sing along to very upbeat, but the visuals of with Rico Kasich and um, Susan Gallagher, who is the the supermodel in the video, the, you have this guy pursuing this girl, and and that's um, you know the whole theme. But the visuals going on in the background, him driving a car over her, flattening her, uh, it's a lot of fun. But it was one of those videos that as soon as you heard the first couple of notes you would stop what you're doing and watch the video mm -hmm. so uh going back to what i was saying not everybody had mtv yeah. you know the cable companies were saying call your cable operator I and I, I want my mtv uh but even if you didn't have this in your home you may have been uh at the dentist office you may have been in a restaurant you may have been in a club uh my favorite tavern uh uh would have mtv playing in the background right uh so wherever you would go you would hear those first couple of notes din, 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 din. everybody stopped what they were doing and rushed to the screen because they had to watch it you know you had to you know the madonna thing oh it's madonna and you kept doing what you were doing all due respect to madonna but when you would hear that everybody stopped and looked uh and i remember hearing the song on the radio or if you're in a club your people were mimicking the video but you know, like the first thing I heard when I first heard the song on the radio, I was with a friend of mine. He goes, have you seen the video for this? I don't think that ever happened prior. Yeah. I would say shortly after that, uh, Madonna did her uh, Material Girl video, yeah. which is first and foremost a wonderful homage to Marilyn Monroe and Gentlemen Wear Blondes. But it was, you know, when uh, people would talk about it, they would criticize it you know is this setting the right example for kids about being materialistic and all that and i said well the moral of the video was no because yeah. ultimately the guy pursuing her gave her some hand-picked daisies That's you right. know uh, but but the, but, the, but, the introduction but the, of computer computer graphics was amazing yeah. and you could see the potential of what they could do because this was like first of all you have computers, and computers were something that you bought at Radio Shack mm -hmm. or... A Tandy Corporation. A Tandy Corporation. <laughs> uh, the new Apple, the Macintosh, yeah. was introduced in 1980. Remember, their campaign was, why, 1984? It won't be like 1984. Uh, and it had this thing called a mouse. Yes. And, you know, the screen was about the size of an early TV screen, yeah. which is not much bigger than a piece of toast. Yes which we have phones with a bigger screen. So you were still thinking computers were more like word processors, that it was for documents. You were, you know, we, we knew that computers could do stuff with photos, but nobody had 
you didn't really see it. Nobody yeah. was showing you how this was. Oh yeah, we're going to use computers for. I think the first time you saw it in a in a movie was like the Last Starfighter, right? Prior to that, Star Wars and, mm -hmm. and, and and things that followed it was miniature models. So I don't think people were really making the connection. How does the computer make these visuals happen? And I think I think that thinking continued on throughout the 80s until the advent of Photoshop, where people could actually get an idea. How does the computer make this happen? Tony Figueroa is with us as we remember the passing of Rick Ocasek of the Cars, and particularly the video for the Cars hit song, You Might Think, You Might Think, which was the very first video to use computer graphics. We'll take a quick time out, though we'll talk some more with Tony here on TV Confidential. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website, at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, Go to ATVAudio.com. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a, little, a thing well, or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have, many have happened to me, many have happened to friends of mine. It's not, if you're looking for Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes, called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. One more item. The holidays are upon us, and there is nothing more joyful and heartwarming than the familiar songs of the Yuletide season, many of which you will hear on A Classic Christmas. A Classic Christmas, a brand-new special hosted by Gavin McLeod and Marion Ross that premieres Saturday, November 16th on most PBS stations with replays throughout November and well into December. The latest edition of the popular My Music series, A Classic Christmas, features rare archival footage of top music stars from the 50s through the 1970s, all performing traditional carols such as Silent Night, popular standards such as White Christmas, children's tunes such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, plus the Christmas song, Winter Wonderland, and other romantic Selections Among the great artists you will see in A Classic Christmas are Bing Crosby, Perry Como, Judy Garland, Nat King Cole, The Carpenters, Andy Williams, Rosemary Clooney, Johnny Mathis, Gene Autry, The Drifters, and in an all-new performance, Ronnie Spector. A Classic Christmas, hosted by Gavin McLeod and Marion Ross, A Classic Christmas premieres Saturday, November 16th on most 
PBS stations. It will also be replayed throughout November and well into December. Check your local PBS listings for time and channel. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.